Hi guys, this is Jake Parker. Welcome back to another episode of the Beyond Fit podcast, where it's my job to help you apply knowledge that is both scientific and practical into your own life to maximize your physique development and your overall body, as well as your mind. The combination of these two things is what makes you Beyond Fit. Hi guys, welcome back to the Beyond Fit podcast. The Mindset Monday podcast today is titled No Pain, No Gain. And the reason it's called that is because I wanted to talk about rest. I wanted to talk about rest both within your workout and outside of your workout, after workout, as far as recovery. So diving right in, rest during your workout, I think, well, not even just during your workout, but I think both resting as far as in between sets during your workout and prioritizing rest and not only rest, but recovery outside of your workout are two of the things that people most often get wrong. And two of the things that are holding most people back from really achieving the gains that they want to see and the real changes in their body that they want to see. I talked about this recently in a Instagram story, but everyone, or at least most people you see at the gym are there to work hard and subjectively they are working hard. But like I've said before, if you're just working hard, but not working smart with programming and good nutrition and adequate recovery, you are not going to make the progress you want to make. And you're not going to see the results in the mirror that you want to see. So the most important thing as far as rest within your workout is you want to give yourself more time than you're probably giving yourself right now. Anywhere from one to four minutes is what I usually recommend for rest. Usually you're never going to want to go under that one minute mark. And the reason it's a wide range is because it's going to vary a lot based on if the lift is a heavy compound lift versus just a single joint isolation lift. So for example, the deadlift is going to require a lot more rest than the bicep curl. So I always tell my clients, and this is the methodology I use for myself, just rest about as long as it takes to fully catch your breath. So when your breath is caught, and often this will coincide with, and and it's supposed to, the reason being that uh, catching your breath usually coincides with your muscles feeling recovered, you being generally ready to do another set, uh, you know, that kind of burn, and a little bit of that uh, really intense pump starts to go away. And so you're prepared to do another set, not only cardiovascularly with catching your breath, but your muscles have had some time to recover and be able to be ready to exert force again. So waiting until about your breath is caught and you'll see that it'll pretty much line up as far as kind of how I mentioned bigger, heavier compounds, squats and deadlifts are going to take a lot longer to catch your breath. Then again, I'll use the, the example of the bicep curl. You're going to be ready in about a minute to two minutes at the most with the bicep curl, whereas probably three to four, or even I've rested as far as as long as five minutes for deadlifts and squats a lot of the time. This is going to vary a little bit based on the rep scheme you're doing. Generally, the lower the reps, and then obviously, therefore, the heavier the weight, you're going to want a little bit more rest. And if you're doing a little bit lighter weight, but doing higher reps, so say like for me, it'd be about four to six range versus like 10 to 15 range. Um, The latter, the 10 to 15 range is going to require a little bit less rest because I'm going to be able to go a little bit quicker than I would be if I was doing heavier weight. And the time of your overall workout is going to about balance out because where it takes a little bit more time to complete 10 to 15 reps, and then you're resting a little bit uh, 
shorter in between sets, it's going to shake out to be about the same. But that's how I approach uh, the different rep ranges and different load, uh, just load as far as weight. With this, like I mentioned, most people are probably resting a lot shorter time periods than this because I get it. You kind of get restless and you're ready to jump back into your sets pretty quickly after you finish, you know, and what I do for a lot of clients and myself who are either concerned about time or just really don't like to sit around resting in the weight room is I'll program in accessories or isolation movements in between sets of compound lifts. And most of the time, these are going to be opposing accessories so that we aren't tiring out the muscles we're trying to use while we're doing a compound lift. So a concrete example of this would be like, say, bench press. I might program in uh, sets of bicep curls in between the sets of bench press. So you're getting a little bit of rest on your muscles that are being worked for the bench, the chest, the shoulders, the triceps, doing a little bit easier isolation movement with the biceps. But importantly, that's not a movement that's going to be used in the bench press. So I wouldn't be doing lateral raises or tricep extensions in between sets of bench press because that's going to impede my ability to bench heavy weight. Um, so a lot of times for most clients and for my own purposes, I'm going to do opposing isolations in between sets, unless someone just has all the time in the world and doesn't really mind resting, which that's great. Then just take the whole three to four minutes and just sit and do whatever you want. Maybe you just focus on the next set, or maybe you play around on your phone a little bit. Sometimes that's kind of frustrating um, because it'll like take you out of the moment. And sometimes if you get on your phone for like a minute or two, and that's your intention, it'll turn into more time. But, uh, you know, that's kind of up to you. Just make sure that again, knowing yourself and how to program and what you need are the most important things. So take that into consideration uh, and consider doing something like a opposing accessory in between heavy compound lifts. But other than that, just as far as uh, in your workout, resting and recovering, just make sure that you're not doing more than I'd say four to seven lifts per workout. You're really going to hit a point of diminishing returns. And in addition, I'm a big fan of splitting volume out throughout the week. So for example, instead of having like a chest, back, shoulders, arms, legs day, do a little bit of legs and a little bit of arms on Monday, do a little bit of back and a little bit of shoulders on Tuesday, do a little bit of chest and a little bit of bicep, you know, whatever it is. So just splitting your volume throughout the week, probably hitting every muscle group twice, maybe three times. But the thing you want to look out for is don't just do all 12 of the chest exercises you plan on doing on Monday, because once you complete the first couple sets, say you're doing sets of three and you get six sets done, the last six are probably going to be pretty shitty because you're so tired in the chest. Whereas if you do say, again, you want to do 12 chest exercises or sets rather throughout the week, doing six of those on Monday and six of them on Thursday is going to help them all really be quality and not have the latter portion of them just be what we call junk volume or just really sets that you can't fully exert yourself on. As far as resting outside of the gym, you, first of all, generally, when we just talk about rest and rest days, I recommend most people to take four or five training days a week, and then subsequently two to three off days a week, even training three days a week and four days off is not bad. Um, generally, again, you're going to see people going five or six, or maybe even some people go seven days a week, which is too much. Again, the theme is just that people probably generally are doing too much. So you really want to make sure you prioritize your recovery, having rest days outside of the gym. If you're the type of person that really doesn't like to take a day not to exercise, which is kind of like me, 
find something else that you can do as far as a class. I love to do yoga classes, uh, going on maybe a jog, if that doesn't impede your recovery too much, bike riding, just walking, um, playing sports, you know, whatever that is, it doesn't mean you don't have, you can't exercise in these days, but just not doing uh, weightlifting for at least a couple days a week, preferably two or three days a week is going to be helpful for rest and recovery. And like I said, that can be active recovery. So doing another activity that isn't weightlifting. Another really, really important thing I'll mention and that I can't harp on enough that I, I try to talk about a lot is just getting good sleep. So sleeping seven to nine hours a night, most people will need eight hours or more to really be optimal. And I know that most people will find it hard to sleep that much, but think about the things you can cut out to sleep more. Are you doing, you know, bullshit at night, like watching three or four episodes of Netflix, that kind of stuff is what you're going to have to cut out. If you really want to prioritize sleeping well for your life and really doing the most for your body and for your mind, uh, you have to try to figure out a way to at least sleep over seven hours. Most people, like I said, are going to need more uh, closer to eight. And some people might not, might even need more than that. Sleep is so important when it comes to recovery. And I promise you that I've seen in my own life, how much better my strength and muscle gains are when I'm sleeping well versus when I'm not a few other key tenets of recovery for me are eating enough protein, trying to get close to that one gram per pound of body weight, or at a bare minimum, about 0.6 to 0.7 grams per pound of body weight, um, getting enough calories. So if you are in a calorie maintenance or a calorie surplus, make sure it's a true maintenance or surplus day to day. And if you are in a deficit, making sure that that deficit isn't too radical, nothing past like say a 20% deficit. And if you can try to proportion your calories around your workouts, if you're in a calorie deficit, so you can really make the most of those. And then in addition to calories and protein, I also want you to be mindful of just not overdoing it as far as doing a ton of volume or just really, really hard intensity plus volume and not resting, not recovering, not taking days off and just knowing your body, knowing how you feel. Um, soreness is fine. You're going to have soreness, but if you're constantly feeling fatigued and just not feeling good and ready, when you go to the gym, you're probably under recovered. So think about what of these tenants you can take into your program and your day-to-day -day lifestyle to recover better, to get that proper rest that you need. So it's not no pain, no gain guys. It's training smart, training hard, and being able to properly recover. That's going to help you achieve the best results. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. If you would, please take a minute out of your day to review and rate the podcast as well as subscribe. It would really help me out a lot. And if you're on Instagram, go ahead and follow me on there at jakeparker.fit and screenshot and tag me when you're listening to the show. I'll be sure to share it. And thank you personally on there.